Hi guys, welcome back to Rati Podcast. My name is Jen. For those of you who don't know me or have never even heard of Rati Podcast, um, I started this podcast with my friend um, a few years ago and then um, we kind of just took a break from it and then I started it on my own and then I took a break from it. So um, I've been really excited to do the whole revamping process. And um, today's episode is just kind of like a quick lighthearted intro into you guys um, knowing a little bit about me. And so I've asked my really good friend Paula to just come up with some questions um, that I'll be answering. And um, later on, I'll come out with another video kind of explaining more of the purpose with Rati Podcast and a little more of what I really hope to do um, with this platform. So Polly. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Polly. <laughs> Hi, Paul. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we'll just jump right in. Yes. Let's. Uh, so talking about goals, what's one personal goal you are constantly striving for? Wow, we're starting with a banger. Um, I, a goal that I'm constantly striving for. Hmm. I like am constantly striving for more like self-awareness, whether that's like in how I communicate to others, how like I kind of go about my days, like my mindset when I'm at work or not at work. So I feel like self-growth is super or self-improvement is super important to me, um, whether that comes like in a physical form too, like trying to really stay consistent with like the gym. Um so I think I'm just always trying to find ways to better myself or become more aware of like fa different facets of myself. Um, yeah. Nice. I will say I struggled with that like like way when we met because we met like 10 years ago back in high school. I felt like I didn't appreciate that, like self-awareness, like growing. I was very much stuck in a state of like, I like who I am. I'm not going to change. And now as I'm older, I'm like, no, there's some things we need to change and we need to get on that. Mm -hmm. So when do you feel the most confident? So I feel the most confident after like a super good workout with like a super cute gym outfit as I'm getting coffee and that's very specific but like the post really good workout gym coffee is like another level because you're like super like you're like endorphins endorphins and like all these other things are like honestly adrenaline from like a really good workout and then you feel better about yourself and then if you add like a good sunny day outside it's just you know everything comes together for me but really just like that's like a very specific moment but overall just when I feel like I'm in a really good place with myself like health wise like what I perceive myself to be like where I want to be um like just happy with where I am with work like I don't know I just feel like overall that's when I feel more confident is like a lot of the times what you can't see um just like how I feel internally um, just really like boost my confidence if that makes sense yeah for sure I think that's also another thing I struggled with like knowing that it's more about what's on the inside than the outside 
But again, with with time comes wisdom. As we're getting older, I'm definitely feeling wise. So on that note, what are you most excited about in your 25th year of life? Well, um, Italy, Polly and I and our other friend are going to Italy. And that obviously is like, like a small part of it, but I'm very excited. And we've been planning this for a long time. So I think just 25 years, I honestly think as much as we joke about being old or like getting older, which is true. I also feel like I've never been more like just self-aware or like self-driven to like what really matters like I feel like the older I get like the more serious I get about myself and things I want to do in life for example like going to Italy was always a huge goal of mine and I feel like I'm at a point where like I not only like talk the talk but like I've been starting to walk the walk just like where I am in life and there's still a lot more walking to do let me tell you okay but I just feel like I am really excited for the milestones that like we're going to be going through and just like the wisdom and the self-confidence because I've felt the most confident, like, like getting older, I think. Like I look at my confidence back when I was like in high school, tragic, okay? <laughs> so bad. And Paula I, laughs because no she Jennifer. knows. No, no, no. I wish I had a quarter of Jennifer's confidence. Like, it's, I wouldn't say that confidence has just matured, definitely, but, it, like, I, I always admired it, and it's always been for good times and good memories, so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That is, it's hilarious. That will be another podcast episode. <laughs> I'm so excited for Italy. I will say, at first, it, it just felt like we were talking the talk, and then when we booked those tickets. I was like, wow. And then it didn't even feel real. And now it's two weeks away. And we're going to have the best time. And I just think that that breeds like that kind of mentality where it's like, okay, this is the thing we've been talking about and something we've wanted to do. And like crossing that off empowers us to be like, what else do we want to cross off? You know, Mm -hmm. So very inspiring. Okay. Yeah. And exciting. Okay. Oh, which one do I want to pick? Um, I'll do, do you forgive and forget? Or do you have to remind yourself you've forgiven? Mm. I think that I forgive, but I don't forget. And I think that that can be good and bad. I feel like I'm a pretty forgiving person. Um, but with that comes some other stuff because it is good to like you know forgive and everything but I think when you like don't forget that can be kind of damaging to you as well whether it's it repeats itself in another situation or what's that saying like you let them or the situation live like rent free in your mind so it's like you've forgiven them for their actions or just the situation but then thinking about and having it affect you like that's definitely like been a part of my life at some points where it's like can we forgive but also forget and to forget doesn't mean not to like acknowledge it ever existed but I think like I if they could both go hand in hand I would like to do that um but I would say I'm a mostly forgiving person 
I would say that too. Um, and that actually gave me a lot to think about. Because sometimes when I made this question, I was thinking about it more in terms of like black and white, like forgive and forget, or like, am I still stuck on it that I'm like constantly, when I see the person, am I still like triggered? Like I can't forgive. But yeah, definitely what you said, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ponder on that a little bit. Um, so I guess we'll move right into what's one thing anyone can do to break your trust? Hmm. Um, I think, I think that looks different regarding like the situation, whether it's with a coworker, like a boyfriend or a friend, but I think that, um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I honestly, and I hope I don't jinx myself, but I feel like I've been very lucky in my life regarding trust and like friendships and and stuff like that because I don't think that there's been a time that I felt so like betrayed by somebody or somebody that's super close to me especially a friend so I'm really lucky in that regard um but I would say like I would say a specific situation would be like I guess confidence or like or confidant like if you go to somebody and you are, you know, talking to them about a specific thing or like really pouring your heart out and then like what they do with that information. Like we've all had a situation where like, or that person that you're like, please don't say anything to anybody. Like, can I trust you with this information? I think that's like important to me is having somebody that you're able to talk to them and you know that it stays with them and that they're like honoring what you're saying. So I think like, if there was a situation that I was being very like vulnerable with someone and it was received kind of like in a shitty way, I think that would kind of break my trust and definitely not make me want to open up to them anymore. So I think just how people receive conversations and like how they respond to things I would tell them. Yeah, for sure. I also feel like with me, at least I struggle a bit I would say more so with my sister. I want to run and tell my sister everything. And then I realized like, okay, there's some things that I need to keep locked up. Just like for my own, like, can I trust myself? Can I trust myself with this information? And then that becomes just a whole other challenge. But yeah, it's definitely, I think do on to others as you want to on to yourself. So mm-hmm. um. And then how do you approach uncomfortable situations with your loved ones? Hmm. I think it depends on the context. And I think, um, and obviously Paula, you and I have talked about this like way more in detail, but I think it just depends on what the situation was. Um, And I think that handling a situation with like a boyfriend or a friend is so different than with family because especially growing up, like we grew up like, blood is thicker than anything else like family for life family above all and I think that is a really good thing to learn but it's also kind of toxic because it breeds this mindset of like family has the right to like treat you anyway do anything and you kind of have to deal with it because they're your aunts they're your uncles or your mom they're your dad and I think that while the I agree that the respect should be there and like family is you know should mean a lot to you I also think that you shouldn't see it differently when it comes to setting boundaries for yourself and for putting your foot down especially as you're older and like you don't have to tolerate certain ways of thinking from them you can accept that that's how they think but then set boundaries and 
in conversations you don't want to be a part of or ways you don't want to be treated. So I think that you should treat a loved one um, the same way you would treat any other situation. If something makes you uncomfortable, like you have to really like be objective and put your foot down for yourself. And I think that like that just comes with time and like growth and knowledge. So I agree. I think my mantra for 2023 is setting boundaries. Boundaries are beautiful. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I do yeah. agree. A lot of times that that saying like blood is thicker than water. It's such a toxic cycle sometimes, especially when like you tolerate something from a family member that if someone from your like from the outside would do it blocked immediately and then it becomes like an internal internal moral struggle like what if I don't accept that from this person I will accept that from this Mm -hmm. person especially when I think like your blood family should be the one that's more loving more caring like more understanding and vice versa why am I getting all of those things from someone outside of my family versus my family (laughs) but we won't get into that right now (laughs) (laughs) so ready for the next Next question. We're just going to dive right in. What's your favorite season? (laughs) I would say fall because I love that it's not too cold to where you don't even want to be outside and like can't go on a hike because the snow is like iced over. But I think it's like cold enough. I love the changing like the foliage of the trees, the leaves on the ground. I don't know. Just the air literally smells different, I think. So fall is, I used to be a winter girl, okay? But no, no, no. Fall is where, granted, winter girl in Florida, okay? But now that I... I'm in a different state, I'm a fall girl, okay? Because I don't like the winter. No, I was just about to say, you've never, I, I've been a Florida girl my whole life. And then I experienced New England winters. And now my favorite season is summer because I will bask in that sun. I will bake in that sun. Um, and on that note, Jen, would you move back to Florida soon? Um, I don't think I would move back soon. I think I would move back in my lifetime. Um, but being away from Florida has just given me a different perspective and a new appreciation. Like West Palm Beach, Palm Beach, like it's really like there's really no place like it. Like it is, I don't know, like the beaches are beautiful there's always something to do. Like, I don't know. It's just, it makes me really miss home, but I don't think I would move back soon. Not yet. I totally see what you mean. I don't know. And then, uh, you know, we'll save that for another time. I feel like we'll get down a rabbit hole, but yeah. Um, like at least my sister and I, we've lived in different places and like, we've seen a lot like East coast, West coast, different countries. There's just nothing like coming back to Florida it could be that maybe we grew up here maybe like our family our friends are here but it's always nice coming back coming back to the roots that's true polly and that i have a question for you oh my god okay (laughs) the mic reversed okay (laughs) what does that mean oh to me oh my god boa yes also, hold on. I think I should have been using a different setting this whole time. So that's nice. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? Okay, Polly, I have two questions mm-hmm. for you. Number one, 
When do you feel the most understood or heard? I think, excuse me, I think this is also like something that's come about in my lifetime in this era of like technology and growing older. If, if you don't have to make like consistent eye contact, but like if you're checking your phone, if you're on your phone or if like you're just like your behavior is erratic in the sense that like your attention is anywhere but the conversation we're having or but me. I just feel like you're half-assed listening to this conversation and I'm like, oh. So I think I feel most understood and heard when like we're present, like we are now. Like I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking my notifications. I'm not like wondering when the conversation is going to end or how long we've been on the phone. It's when, we, when we're present, when we're like connecting and like when we're actually listening to each other. When I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm like taking that into into consideration, into mind, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to think about that later. And when you're doing the same thing to me, granted, it doesn't have to be every single conversation, but it's nice when the majority of them are like that. I agree. That's actually a very good answer. And listening versus, you know how there's like the passive and active, that's a whole other thing. Like being really listened to is like really really cool or even listening I don't think I'm the best listener because sometimes I just can't wait to relate it back to myself and that sounds <laughs> selfish okay it does but Fine. sometimes uh-huh go ahead no I was gonna say I we had this conversation earlier I'm not much of a talker I like to listen so we offset perfectly like I'm like if you're not talking there's just gonna be some silences here and there and you better be comfortable with silence that makes sense. Hmm. Okay, Polly. Other question. What has your journey with mental health been? Because I don't think we've ever talked about your mental health. Oh my gosh, I'm in the hot seat. No, I and I don't think I've ever talked it like with you or like our our friend group with Baja. Like I think I touched on it lightly, lightly right when it was happening, and then I just kind of like disappeared, like kind of threw that in the box. But it was definitely, I don't think I ever struggled with mental health as bad as I did when I first moved for college. And I don't know if you remember that or knew that, but like I was so, like when I tell you I had severe anxiety and I'm okay talking about it now because I'm out of that and I've like learned coping habits and like I've done the work, I've done what I needed to do to get out of that space and know like, okay, I'm bigger than those moments but in that moment I felt like I was gonna die my anxiety was so consuming it felt like venom was running through my veins I don't know if anyone can relate to that but it literally felt poisonous because I was alone I was in a new city I didn't know anyone I was like in a city moving from West Palm to a city so I definitely learned a lot about like my mental health my coping habits my mechanisms but also I learned that I'm tough like it's not like you're gonna have to kill me and take me out but oh my gosh okay so anxiety so what what was the work that you did it was just I mean it took a while for a long time I was just kind of drowning in it in the sense that like I went to sleep at like 3 4 a.m super anxious and that anxiety would wake me up at like 7 or 8 and so I'd be, and because I'm anxious, like my body feels like it's like got a constant, in a mm-hmm. constant adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I really wasn't eating that much because I'm not hungry. I'm like feeling like I'm in my fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't eating that well. I was like looking for easy escapes in the sense that like, oh, there's this activity tonight. There's this thing. I was just overbooking myself because in my head, I was like, if I overbook myself, I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. and then there were other times and then this is when I was like okay I have to put in the work I was just like sitting there doing my homework in the library and all of a sudden like I just felt like I wanted to cry like I needed to get out like I'd be in class I'm like I have to leave like I have to leave and I'll just sit there and through the time my mom would like send me these little like you know those little spiritual cards like in a oh, little spiritual yeah. book <laughs> yes it'd be like little phrases and she'd like send it to me and those would be like my mantras for the day Mm -hmm. and I'd be like okay and then it it honestly part of my mental health journey was kind of just growing spiritually as well putting Mm -hmm. that in the hands of a higher being just felt like it took the pressure off Mm -hmm. so wow like we've never talked about this I know and I'm like and I usually don't even like to talk about this when we're in person but that's what I mean I'm like when we're in person we're like ah, okay and then we move on mm-hmm. and I'm like wow I can't believe I'm just spilling I can't believe I'm spilling the tea so easily yeah I'm spilling the tea way to plug raw tea Polly <laughs> through your trauma <laughs> no, but I mean yeah. one I think it's like I think and we've talked about this before where like in friendships especially like long distance friendships like for a while you were somewhere else and like now I'm somewhere else like it's hard to like you don't want to bring down the mood you don't want to like do this and a lot of the times you have to kind of go through it or even define what it is like I'm sure for a while there you were like what the heck is going on like what is this so I feel like that's totally fine but I think like part of like what you and I talk about is that like part of friendship is also talking about those like feelings and stuff is there a person that you like confided in during that time at all like did anybody kind of know the severity of what was going on um oh this was a long time ago so I think the only people who really knew the extent of it were my parents which in retrospect, like, I feel bad doing, well, like, again, like, I shouldn't feel bad, but, like, I feel bad because their parents, they're going to worry about their kids, they're going to, like, feel your pain, but they were, like, the only ones who really knew the extent of it, but I, I, I never talked about it with any of, like, my close friends in college, but a lot of my friendships, and particularly one, I won't name drop them, um, even though they do deserve the credit, they were like my rock during that because again I was away from you guys I was away from like my close friends and I still didn't know who I could trust who I could confide confide in and my friendships but especially this person they in retrospect I realized they helped me a lot more than I thought they did in that moment and when I came out of it I was like no I owe her a lot like she was there for me she was just like a light like light but also like light humor light-hearted like everything that helps me kind of like focus on that and you know me I'm always gonna fight like the bad with some sort of funny like you know a little but I'm tuss moment that really helps and she was that humor in that moment and that I didn't know I needed I wasn't like laughing my ass off every single day but it was definitely a little bit more light-hearted than the day before and then it's more light-hearted than that day and it just like mm-hmm. got to a point where I was like okay like I'm good and those friendships like 
she doesn't know and we never talked about it I think I did tell her that at one point I was like hey I want you to know like I was going through a really bad moment and you were like like my best you are my best friend but you were the best friend in that moment because you helped me in so many ways you didn't even know um and so I think she like, had so she had no idea you were going through that but just like by her friendship or the way she was there for you like it helped you but she like didn't know I mean I don't know if she she did not know the severity of it but she knew like I was an anxious person okay but like she didn't know how bad it was or anything like that and then like that's the thing we like in friendship at least my friendships we don't really talk about that unless it's hit a breaking point which I guess is kind Mm -hmm. of bad but for me at least I kind of appreciated it because I think if we had talked about it it becomes like a thing where every day she's like hey are you okay hey are you good like do you need anything and when she would just show up it'd just be like hey and it'd be like a whole bunch of like you know mindless things and then it kind of takes my mind off of it for a minute and the thing with me in that moment, that anxiety was always looming. It was never gone. Like I always felt it. It was always there. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, with her, it was easier to just be like, okay, like my friend is here. We're laughing. We're doing this. We're talking about that. It's not taking up like a hundred percent of my energy or mental or emotional levels. It's only taking up 85, which is like fine. But uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Okay. Last question. Where are you now with that? Like, what does your mental health since then look like? And like, what tools have you taken into your life now if a situation were to make you that anxious or if those feelings were to start back up? Um, ooh. I'm thankful and grateful in the sense that those, like that severe anxiety, like that poison running through my veins those moments and the feelings I haven't felt in a really long time I get them sometimes when like certain things trigger them but I just like say a quick little mental prayer because again like putting for me putting that stuff in the hands of a higher being just helps me take the weight like the load off of me and it's Mm -hmm. like okay I'm only human like there's not much else I can do but mm-hmm. when that does happen, depending depending on the situation, either like the earlier we were talking about it, the Drake lyric, like, okay, and three nights sleep, it's going to be fine. Or it'll at least be a smaller problem than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Or just journaling it. Um, we also talked about that earlier. Like, I tend to journal a lot about like the bad things or like the sad things or the anxious and things that make me nervous. So when I look back on it, that's all I remember and it sucks, but then it also serves as a reminder, like, okay, what I thought was going to kill me in that moment or was like all consuming is there was a solution to it or it's done and over and here I am today, like mm-hmm. not even thinking twice about it. So I don't even know if those are coping mechanisms, but it's what's helped me reach a peaceful point in my life and I'm okay with that. And definitely humor, humor, a good laugh makes everything better polly well thanks for sharing that with me even though you were not prepared i wasn't even prepared it just i was like wait a minute wait a minute i had two questions turned into four turned into me being interrogated no but seriously polly i appreciate that and i think it's important to have those conversations and you know my line is always open for you oh yeah (laughs)
I don't know why I said my <laughs> line. I haven't ever said my <laughs> line, but you know what? We started today. But seriously, I think that it's a good conversation to have. And I think that like there's a lot of similarities in what you're saying and what I've felt not too long ago that we've talked about. So it's really cool to like, you're not alone and nobody that's listening to this is alone. Like there's such relatable feelings that we just don't talk about. But I guarantee if you like, reach out and check in with a friend there's such a high chance that they've experienced a similar feeling or a different feeling but have felt alone in that so yeah this was really important Polly look at you changing the world Paul I was gonna say just throwing that out there I also had to take like minor training so like dealing with minors in university so if people out there listening who are like, I'm not going to talk about this stuff with people I know, like, what if they throw it back in my face? What if they don't understand? Whatever. There are hotlines that you can call to just tell these people, like, literally use the names, like, Jenny did this to me, blah, blah, blah. I just needed to tell someone. And it helps you get it off your chest. Like me, I just said I wasn't a talker and now I can't shut up. Like, all you need is to just get the ball rolling once and it, it gets easier. It really does. How cliche, but it does. That's really cool. Did you ever use one of the hotlines? No. <laughs> no, no, but because, like, by the time I found those resources, I didn't really need them. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I did have things to talk about, like, I had people I trusted to mm-hmm. talk about it with. Well, it's still good. Yeah, those hotlines. And there's tons of resources. I wish there were more resources because it's easy to say tons, but when you really go looking for it, you have to search, but um, yeah, just find what works for you and what worked for Polly might not work for the next person, but that's why having these conversations are so important because you can hear something and be like, okay, I actually think that really would work for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's definitely like a, not a one size fits all. Yeah. Wow, Polly. Well, thank you for that. And guys, I think that that is a good place to stop um and yeah stay tuned for more updates and more podcast um episode drops I don't know where I was going with that but stay tuned because it's going to be exciting and Polly congrats on being the first guest ever in this revamp thank you that I didn't even know I was going to be but thank you hey the best things in life come when you don't see them. I think that's how it goes. So we'll work on these quotes, okay? All right, Polly. You, well, you're welcome. Text you later. Bye.